I don't even know where to start. I, you know, today, what's today? It's uh, Thursday, June 28th. I don't even know what day my podcast is released anymore. I don't even know. So I started out originally releasing episodes Sunday night, Monday morning. Okay. Then I started uh, switching it to Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And I think that helps. I'm not sure. I think I get more uh, listens when I release it on that day. But who knows? I mean, today is just a bizarre day. Honestly, I've been having a really strange month overall. Um, I don't feel well. I don't. <laughs> Does anybody feel well? Um, if you feel well, please email the podcast, unrulypodcast.gmail.com. Let me know what you're doing to feel well. Because, good God, something is wrong. Um, I don't know. I And I've also noticed that, like, a lot of my friends feel kind of out of it. Um, there's a lot of emotional energy right now. I am constantly crying. I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, I did have something happen in my personal life that is upsetting to me. Um, that has caused me, you know, a lot of... Um, pain and 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 heartache that I don't really want to be experiencing at this time. Um historically though, the summertime is a pretty sad time for me. It's it's probably my least favorite time of year. I mean, first of all, it's hot, you know, you're sweating. Um I well, I mean, there's one positive thing to the sweating is usually you drop a couple drop a couple LBs in the summertime. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, (laughs) I don't know, like every like significantly difficult event in my life has happened in the summertime. Like five years ago in July is when, uh, my boyfriend Dave passed away. And, you know, that summer was just like extremely emotionally difficult. And then the summer after that, I was probably in the peak of an abusive relationship in the summer of 2014. That was horrible. Um, Then the summer after that, I was trying to, like, get rid of that guy, you know. A lot of challenges in the summer. Oh, last summer I was going through a breakup. That was really rough, so I was just, like, crying all the time. And, you know, summer 2018, also sad. Also sad for me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big summer fan. I I, I do, I like the, uh... What seasons do I like? I guess I like the winter. You know, I do like a little uh, a stiff type of weather. But yeah, I don't, you know, I've noticed just that a lot of people don't seem happy right now. Uh, a lot of people I've talked to have told me they're depressed. They're going through uh, periods of depression, you know. And I've struggled with depression on and off since childhood, Um my only mental health diagnosis is major depressive disorder, and I feel that I've been going through some sort of um, depressive phase, but I can't really uh, pin it down to what triggered it. Well, I think I know what triggered it, but um, God, it's just so unpleasant. I <laughs> I don't know. So if, if anybody out there isn't feeling good, just, just know that you're not alone, okay? And a lot of people are feeling out of sorts. Um, some people would say, uh, so, you know, there's this whole thing about like, you know, the change of, um, 
over the months, like we're in cancer season right now. So like the sign of the Zodiac, that's cancer. It's usually marked by like being overly emotional and moody. Um, so that possibly could be a part of it. I don't know if I really, um, you know, adhere to like those sorts of thoughts on astrological uh, theories as much as other people, but I could totally see that uh, being a thing. Um so I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. And then also today, you know, in the news, there was another, you know, office mass shooting. And, you know, once again, you know, it's going to be the same thing said over and over again, you know, with people being like, oh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. But, you know, thoughts and prayers don't do shit. You know, <laughs> I mean, haven't we learned this by now? And it feels like overall, it just feels like this country is kind of stuck in a way. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of things changing and it seems like people don't want things to change, you know, and anyone would tell you that if you want something to change, you have to want it. And I don't think people really want change. I see a lot of people posting on Facebook, you know, complaining about things and posturing politically. And I've seen this, especially in the last couple of weeks about um, ICE and, you know, Trump's policy. God, I hate saying his name. I, I, I'm so sorry that I said his name. But um, the president's, oh God, I don't even like calling him that. But his policies about, um, you know, detaining immigrant children at the border. Um, you know, like people are, obviously, it's not a good thing at all. I think it's disgusting. Um, it shouldn't be happening. Uh, but what I get really annoyed with, okay, and hear me out. This is, it's people who post on Facebook about how outraged they are that something is happening, okay? And it's already kind of ironic that you're posting uh, something like this as a complaint on Facebook because you're giving uh, more money and attention to, you know, these really rich, you know, CEOs like Mark Zuckerberg, who, you know, he doesn't, he's not thinking about, uh, you know, your day or your problems or whatever. I just think it's funny how we use Facebook as this platform for political posturing when in turn it's just enriching uh, these figures of power that we're claiming to be fighting against. Instead, we are empowering them even further. I just think that's an interesting thought, you know, um, using social media as a tool of social justice uh, when in fact you're basically just like putting pennies in the pockets of people who are creating the policies that are harming, you know, immigrants and children. And I'm not saying that Mark Zuckerberg, obviously Mark Zuckerberg um, is politically not in support of you-know-who. Um, he is a Democrat who has contributed to Democratic candidates before, but... Um, you know, when somebody is a, is a multi-billionaire CEO of a company and they're richer than God, basically, you know, don't trust them. That's why, that's what I also say about Jeff Bezos. I mean, look at that guy. Yeah, we all love Amazon. We all love our two-day shipping. I am watching Goliath on Amazon, but do I trust Jeff Bezos? Not really. No. And he's, um... You know, he's harming the economy by, like, keeping people in these jobs that uh, they don't enjoy doing. I've read so many exposés about, you know, what it's like to work in an Amazon uh, supply warehouse and how horrible it is and just, like, the way they exploit workers and, you know, work them to the bone and then, like, fire them. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. So we're we're constantly 
you know, people are constantly trying to fight against these policies that they think are repressive, but then they go ahead and support, uh, you know, companies and outlets that are in turn contributing to repression. So I think that's just something to think about. I don't know. I also see a lot of, and, and keep in mind, I'm not trying to make some sort of like, you know, strong political statement here. I'm just venting. I, I don't know. Um, but I do get really like annoyed with comedians who are always saying like, oh, some somebody needs to do something. We need to fight back. And it's like, are you fighting back or are you talking about your genitals in a dive bar on a Tuesday night at 10 p.m.? Like, what are you tr- what are you trying to accomplish? I think if somebody really wanted to help or do something, they would, you know, take the LSAT, go to law school and become a human rights attorney. You know, I mean, there's one solution. And I still might go to law school. Uh, (laughs) As somebody who may still go to law school, that's just a thought. And I'm not going to go to law school, you know, well, actually, I think I would be able to help people. But I've always been interested in law. I work in law. And, you know, I, I'd be good at it. I don't know. But who knows? For now, I'm talking about my genitals in dive bars. So that's what I'm doing. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, summertime is really sad. Sunshine makes me really sad. Anybody who says that the sun makes them happy, oh, my God, I don't understand that. I don't relate to that. As soon as I go in the bright sunshine and the heat, I want to burst into tears. Like, that's that's how depressing it is. And the weather in Los Angeles, good God, it is so overrated. I mean, the heat is oppressive. I mean, it's not hot right now. We are still in June. And uh, June in Los Angeles is often referred to as June gloom. Uh, so that's when... Uh, the weather is kind of gray and a little dreary, which is what I enjoy. Um, but, you know, <laughs> July and August, oh my God, like prepare to just be pummeled by the sun. That's I need to get these, um, well, I actually have some blackout curtains. I need to put them up um, in my apartment. So I think I'll be able to uh, combat the heat a little better this summer with those curtains. So I'm looking forward to it. Um <laughs> Oh, I, when is the next full moon? I have no idea. Somebody told me it was last night, but I need to charge my crystals. See, here's another thing about me. I do have crystals, okay? Don't hold that against me. I, (laughs) somebody asked me, like, when I became a crystals person. I think I liked crystals, like, from a young age, like, since I was, like, six or seven years old and, like, you know, you go to, like, gem shops and stuff and, you know, look, like, shiny rocks and things like that. And I don't know, like, who knows if they're doing anything. I do keep them on my desk for uh, decorative purposes. But I was going to charge them on the uh, the windowsill of my office. Um, I do work on the top floor of a building and the, uh, the windows don't open. And I'm sure there's a very obvious <laughs> reason for that. They don't want anybody jumping out the damn windows there. I'm sure people would, you know. I mean, who? first of all, you know, you're in an office. You're, you know, you're taking orders from people. Uh, you're being condescended. <laughs> I'm just describing somebody's job in general, not really mine. You know, I have, a, I have a job where I'm now at the point in my career where I can ask somebody to make coffee for me. You know, not bragging. Um, but... I have, I am, you know, an important person. Um, but the windows don't open in my office, you know, they don't want a, uh, I work in Beverly Hills. They don't want a defenestration in, uh, Beverly Hills. 
you know, there's a lot of people I would throw out the window if I could get the chance. <laughs> but, you know, it's good thing. Good thing that's not happening. Um, oh, my God. What else is making me cry? The trailer for A Star is Born. I cannot stop watching it. I'm obsessed. I think Lady Gaga is definitely going to be nominated for an Oscar. I mean, that's just a prediction, you know. But watch this trailer. I mean, you are going to be like, what the hell? Like, okay, so like Bradley Cooper directed it. He is playing the part, obviously, of the, you know, the washed up alcoholic musician. And I think they kind of put more of like a country twist on this. In the last version with uh, Chris Christopherson and uh, Barbara Streisand, I think he was supposed to be just like a like a rock star. But I got definitely like a country vibe from um bradley cooper in this trailer and he definitely looks grizzled and like an alcoholic like he's very like red-faced super attracted to that i (laughs) i'm super attracted to alcoholics i don't know what it i mean yeah my dad was an alcoholic i mean i think he stopped drinking you know when he got older like he just couldn't handle it but i am like just like magnetically attracted to alcoholic men and I probably should stop that my therapist told me I should (laughs) but I don't know I I I don't know what it is it's something subconscious definitely for sure so it's it's a it's like a subconscious like pull I have towards certain men um it also doesn't help that I spend a lot of time you know in bars or like among comedians who notoriously have drinking problems except at this point I do not want to date comedians. Honestly, I don't want to date anyone ever again right now. I <laughs> I feel so... I just want to be retired from men. Um, I'm tired of men, you know, thinking they can say certain things to me, thinking they can speak to me disrespectfully, you know, call me names that are inappropriate. Like, somebody called me, like, today on Facebook, and, and honestly, somebody tried to say that I was, you know you know, whining and and saying I'm a victim. And honestly, I'm not, you know, I'm not a victim of anything. You know, it's just somebody who thinks that they can, you know, call me, he called me a hoe. Okay, and I'm taking this out of context right now. But I had posted last night on Facebook asking for people to, you know, write in with some questions or comments, you know, for things I could talk about on the podcast. And I put on the post, I was like, does anybody have any reasonable questions? And then somebody who I won't say their name, okay, they just commented, uh, what's the best venereal disease you've given someone? And I was just like, I didn't even respond to that because it's not even worth a second of my time. And first of all, who even would say something like that? It doesn't even make sense. You know, you're just like saying something ridiculous. And then underneath a friend from college uh, wrote a comment underneath that and said, uh, follow up to uh, name withheld. What is the best VD you've given someone? And then I replied, "Ugh, I hate him." LOL, because I was talking about the guy above. Okay, and then this guy says, "Heather, relax, ho. You don't even know me. You just see the jackass side on FB. Why don't you look into who I really am before judging, ass clown?" <laughs> And then he follows up with a comment that says, or block me. Like, I don't understand this attitude. It is so weird. Like, who just even, look, he's saying, he's literally saying, you don't know me. And he's calling me a hoe at the same time. So basically, he doesn't know me. And he thinks it's appropriate to call me out of my name. It's just not appropriate. 
I just don't know who these people are. So I unfriended him. I mean, it's not even worth another second of my time. But, you know, I mean, you you try to, you know, uh, have a podcast where you can, like, answer actual questions. And then people, like, post something like that. It's like, are you a child? Like, you're literally a child. So I, you know, and that's just another thing I'm dealing with on top of, like, other, you know, interactions I've had with men lately that have been really disturbing to me, you know? I went on a date last weekend where, quite frankly, I have no interest in going on dates anymore. Um, I'm very... I'm very disturbed. I'm very disturbed by, you know, some of the types of men who... um ask me out to think that I'm I would be interested in them. It's kind of offensive, honestly. Um, I think that there's a bit of a disconnect between what I look like and what is going on in my brain. And a lot of men can't comprehend that. I I think men see me and they see like, oh, like look at look at her tits. I have big tits. Okay. Not bragging. Okay. You know, they they look at my face. I have a pretty face. You know, I have like pretty big lips. You know, some guys love to comment on that. You know, can't even tell you how many times I've, you know, I've heard comments about my lips, you know, and it's fine. Like if you're a guy who I've already hooked up with and or gone out with and I actually like you, then fine. You can talk about that stuff, you know, because I know you that way. I'm talking about men who just like they... <laughs> They will never know me that way and they shouldn't dare to speak to me that way. You know, I'm just so tired of this unsolicited um, attention that men are giving me uh, with regard to things that are none of their business. You know, um, I'm tired of men uh, commenting on my tits, commenting on my lips, my ass, you know, just reducing me to these parts when honestly... Those parts <laughs> are attached to a sentient human being who, quite honestly, is probably much too smart for you, okay? I don't need to be in the company of low lives. Um, so if that's the type of person you are, do not ask me out. Please stop it. You know, I, I, you know, I went on a date with a guy uh, recently who, I mean, there were so many red flags, he was basically a walking red flag. And overall, I would say he was definitely a narcissist. And I have no interest in entertaining that sort of behavior uh, in my life. I'll never date somebody like that ever again. Um, I was attracted to him maybe like 0%. I mean, first off, he was late. You're, I mean, if you're late, you're uh, like, you're just trash. Like you can't be, you can't ask somebody out and then be late. Like, who does that? I mean, it, it, first off, being late just reflects that you have no care for anything in your life. You know, you're just like a gross person. Um, you know, then he was just like talking about himself endlessly. I mean, it was just like rambling. It was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like I used to work as a defense contractor and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to win an Oscar. And, you know, I'm an actor and I need to try to take care of my health. But I like eating Panda Express. Oh, shut up. Nobody cares what you're saying. I mean, he had no point to what he was saying. I couldn't even follow it. I'm not trained in psychology or psychiatry, but I could just tell that, like, something was really off. You know, he kept saying he, he that he thinks he's going to win an Oscar. I couldn't handle it. He said it, like, five times. I was like, for what? Like, you're, <laughs> like, you're not going to win an Oscar. Please don't talk to me. And then, of course, you know, he made comments about, my tits. 
on the date, you know, I and and no, I didn't even allow him to touch me. I didn't No, there was no there was nothing happened. Nothing happened. I was so disgusted by him. You know, I and I gave him a ride home and then he's just like staring at me. He's like, let's talk until 3.30 a.m. And I, and I was just like, you know, I have to get up early to record my podcast. And it's just like people not respecting me, not respecting my time, not respecting that I'm a person who has things to do. I have things to do. I'm sorry. Stop wasting my time. So as far as of today, it's June 28th, 2018. I feel 100% compelled to retire from men and dating and sex. Like I honestly just don't care anymore. I have no interest in it. I mean, I feel like so many guys have wasted my time. Um, you know, I even, I got on this dating app called Hinge and like, you know, guys are supposed to, you know, nobody messages you. They just like, they just like, like you and then they never message you, you know? So it doesn't even make sense. You know, <laughs> like what's the point of, of matching with somebody on a dating app if you're not going to message them and ask you out? What I've noticed is that guys are just like so fucking like flimsy, you know, they have, I don't know what's going on with them. Like they have zero ability to communicate and zero ability to commit to anything. I genuinely am starting to think I was born in the wrong time. You know, like I, I, I just don't understand what's going on. You know, all these, these guys who are very like wishy-washy, I don't want them to look at me. Do not look at me. Don't eat, don't look at me. Don't speak to me. Don't think about me. Please, for the love of God, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I don't even know what else to say. <sighs> There's one person I like. And that's hard. I mean, that's like a whole other complicated issue because I don't think we can be together because of a distance issue. So I don't know what's happening with that either. Um, okay. <sighs> Also, you know, if I have already slept with you, then uh, you're probably safe. You're, well, I'll probably sleep with you again if you're like a decent person. Okay. Your grandfather did. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, oh, let me let me do talk about some of the questions that people asked me on the post, though, on Facebook. Um, because I actually did get some questions here. Okay, so um, Jimmy Rogers asked me, who you fucking? Okay, so I think I pretty much uh, answered that. I am not fucking anybody and I have no intentions to fuck anyone. Honestly, like I'll be celibate for the rest of my life if I have to be. I'm just extremely tired of the way uh, men have treated me. I don't deserve it. And I'm just tired of being disrespected. So, you know, that's on lockdown. I'm celibate. Um, oh, God. Will there be any physical comedy on the show? Well, last night when I was uh, about to record this, I was laying in bed with a personal pizza. And so the, the visual of me laying in bed with a personal pizza in my bathrobe and recording this podcast, that's kind of funny. Um, except I did fall asleep after I ate the personal pizza and I wasn't able to record the podcast last night. So I'm recording it right now uh, from the comfort of my luxurious Honda Civic Hybrid, guys. Not bragging. Um, okay, so Tony asked me a question. He said, if you received a draft notice for the Space Force, would you go fight bugs with Neil Patrick Harris or say you have bone spurs? Okay, first of all, I guess this is a reference to Starship Troopers, isn't it? 
I don't know. What is the Space Force? Are we, I, So is President Idiot, what is he saying? That we're going to have a Space Force? Oh, my God. First of all, can I just say there's nothing, there's something comforting about the thought of um, drifting into outer space. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just the idea of, like, drifting into outer space and just, like, you know, a peaceful death in silence where nobody can hear you or find you. Um, can you tell I'm depressed? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys see, um, what's that movie with Sandra Bullock, Gravity? I, that movie was basically like a metaphor for a battle with grief and depression, I think. You know, it was, it, it definitely wasn't about space, even though she was in space. And space is something very interesting to me. I, it's one of the things I read about on Wikipedia, you know, when I'm in one of my Wikipedia moods, I'll get on there and start reading about like, you know, like black holes or, you know, uh, just like the vastness of the universe, which is something I've always been fascinated with. I mean, I, they don't even know how many like galaxies um, are in the universe, which is like so fascinating to me. And it like it gives me great comfort to know that I'm just like a tiny speck in this gigantic, gigantic universe that they think is, you know, either they think it's constantly expanding, I believe, but they're not able to prove that. Um, there's just something really interesting to me about that. So, um, yeah, no, like if I'm just like this one, like tiny speck in the universe and the universe is constantly expanding, then the comfort that gives me is that none of the things in my life matter. <laughs> You know, because, like, we worry about, like, the dumbest things. Like, we worry about, like, oh, my God, traffic or, you know, um, oh, I'm sweating and, you know, I'm going to have a pit stain at work and everybody's going to laugh at me and blah, blah, blah. But guess what? Like, you're one tiny speck in the universe who – and the universe has existed, you know, millions of years before you lived – and it'll exist millions of years after you die. And there's just something very comforting about that, that none of this really matters. Does that answer your question? I, I would not, I'm not interested in being in the Space Force. And I don't have bone spurs. I think they would be able to tell if you had bone spurs. But I'm pretty sure I would be able to get out of any type of surface because I do have, um, I have a bad knee, so I don't think <laughs> I'd be serving in any sort of, like, Space Force ever. Um, let me see if there are any other legitimate questions on this post. My phone's going to die. Okay. Oh, someone asked, can I come on your podcast? No, you cannot come on my podcast. If I wanted you on my podcast, I would ask you. Stop asking. <laughs> Please, God, stop asking. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, one of my girlfriends wrote, uh, does the carpet match the drapes or is that color palette overkill? The literal carpet and drapes. As for the pube thing, I seriously don't remember which part is the carpet and which part is, is the drapes. Well, if we were talking about pubes, I mean, yeah, they match. Oh, wait, no, I have highlights. I forgot. But <laughs> I, no, I, I, 
that's another thing. I feel like I've gotten way more male attention since I've dyed my hair blonde. And that's kind of weird and creepy. Um, In my apartment, though, uh, the curtains do not match the carpet. Well, actually, there isn't really carpet. There's like a a hardwood. Well, not hardwood. It's like a hard floor. And um, then I have like some rugs. But the rugs don't match the curtains. I don't really care about that stuff. I don't know. I live like a, I live like a single bro dude. So whatever. Um, (laughs) let's see. And if I am having sex, which I am not, I am currently celibate and retired from men. I usually do get a, a Brazilian wax. Let's see. Um, I think that's it for question guy questions. I think next time I want actual questions, better questions, like no shade to people who submitted questions, except for the guy who asked me about VD, which doesn't even make sense. Um, but next time, just let's have some more elaborate questions. Let's see. Um, <laughs> what else do I want to talk about? I want to talk about the staircase. Is anybody watching the staircase? First of all, it came out. In 2004. So I think everybody like pretty much knows what happens. I mean, I was hearing about the staircase years and years ago, but it's it's on Netflix and people are like obsessed and freaking out about it. I'm kind of obsessed with it too, except like I can't watch it at night. I can only watch it like during the daytime. Otherwise, I kind of scare myself. <laughs> the only scary part though is like when you see like the body like at the bottom of the stairs. Um, but I guess, like, the thing about the staircase that kind of bothers me is just, like, the 911 call, like, seems kind of like, oh, like, are you sure? Like, he's, like, on the phone, the husband, and he's, like, he's, like, ah, my wife, she fell down the stairs, <laughs> and, and it just sounds not, I don't know, there's something really off about it, and I, I don't know, I'm in episode five right now, so they're at the beginning of the the trial where the husband is on trial for the murder. But I, well, I, they're trying to say, they're allegedly saying that he murdered her. So I don't know. So this woman, if you don't know, her name was Kathleen Peterson. She allegedly had fallen down the stairs in their mansion in Durham. Uh, is it South Carolina? I guess. Or is it North Carolina? It's one of the Carolinas. So the if you if you see the pictures of her body like there's just like blood everywhere like it doesn't make any sense i mean usually when somebody falls down the stairs like their bones are broken she had no broken bones um like they don't usually like bleed like i've seen people fall down i've fallen down some stairs before and like you don't like bleed you get bruised you might break something but like there's just like so much fucking blood it doesn't make any sense I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I'd be able to, like, fake a 911 call. <laughs> if I ever murdered somebody. <sighs> My husband, he was, he was accidentally stabbed to death 35 times. <laughs> That's what it would sound like. Because I'll tell you what. If I ever get married, I am not the person who the 911 phone call would be made about. I'd be the person making the 911 call. Trust me. Trust me, baby. My, my husband, oh, he, um, he accidentally walked into a knife 35 times. So stupid. That's basically what he sounds like on the, on the call. I mean, it just, it doesn't sound 
plausible. I don't know what's going on. And there's a motive. There's a motive for him to uh, want to kill her. I mean, I won't give it away. I mean, okay, so he's uh, bisexual and and she finds out that he was like, you know, sleeping with other men while they were married. So like, that's kind of like, you know, a betrayal of trust. And, you know, the theory is that she confronts him and, you know, but he's like, oh, that's not true. You know, everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. Well, if everything was perfect. Then why is your wife, you know, dead at the bottom of the, st- at the stairs with so much blood missing? Doesn't make sense. So... I don't know, guys. Um, just know that I'm a tough-ass bitch, and uh, I would be the Jody Arias of that marriage if I was <laughs> ever in a situation like that. But I don't know. It's kind of scary. So watch it in daylight? I don't know. I can't watch that stuff uh, late at night. It makes me jumpy. Um. Well, you know, I've been talking for a little over half an hour um, next week, I think I'm going to release, uh, part one of a special episode I did with my friend, uh, Lisa, where we discussed, um, the red flags of narcissists and what it's like to be in a relationship with a narcissist and how to, um, prevent yourself from falling into the trap of, you know, being manipulated by one of these people. I think it's going to be really helpful. And because I was on a date with a guy who definitely was a walking red flag for narcissism, I think it's going to be really helpful for anyone who's out dating, especially in Los Angeles where dating is awful. I mean, at this point, I'm ready to, I would date anybody in any city in America other than Los Angeles. Like that's, how fucking bad it is. I would date somebody on Mars, you know, just because, <laughs> just because like maybe the prospect of death would happen faster. Um, yeah, but like men in Los Angeles, especially, I mean, they're, they do uh, bend towards narcissism a lot. So I think this is going to be a helpful, um, it's going to be a two part episode with Lisa where we discuss uh, a lot of different articles and I'll link all the articles And just like what it was like for both of us to be in relationships with narcissistic men because she had a similar situation to me. And um, I think this is going to be really helpful. So look out for those episodes. Um, I'll break them into two and edit them and post them. And then after that, um, I'll come back and update you with another solo. And then I'm going to have some guests coming up. So um, stay tuned for all of that. Uh, once again, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fixed Air Heather. Um, all of my uh, show dates are on my website, unrulymarulli.com. I do have new dates added in Portland uh, for the end of July, so those will be on there. And I, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, don't fuck with me on Facebook. <laughs> Okay, you guys have a uh, a safe Thursday and a nice uh, weekend. Okay, take care of yourselves. Bye.